Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Psych! It is not, in fact, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer in... For Midday Madness today, it is the one, the only, bona fide Adam Roberts filling in on a Midday Madness Tuesday edition. Big thanks to Dan Plunker for filling in on the Wendy's Big Show, doing a fine job as always. He was the primary trainer for me when I was coming in here to 1250 The Fan, and he has been pretty much a bona fide genius for how to get all the boards and everything set up. It's been fantastic having him kind of as the wingman of sorts for new radio learning. And uh, hope you'll welcome me into your 1250 AM, the fan family. I've been welcomed here at the station quite well. And uh, we're going to do a little uh, sound show today. Think of me not as a host for Midday Madness. Think of me kind of like that guy in the time radio commercials you see. You know, the one that's always saying, Hi, I'm Adam Roberts for Time Life. And today, we're going to take you on a clip show from some of the greater moments of the big show for the last few days, because it is a holiday week before New Year's Eve, and that means a lot of people are out today, including the one and only Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. So I'm filling in, and uh, I've got some good sound to run to. We're going to hear from a couple of great names today, including one Arizona State head football coach, Herm Edwards, that's coming up towards the back half of the show today. But we're going to get started with a repeat of sorts. From one Ross Tucker, who was on with Dan, Gary, and Leroy Butler earlier on the Wendy's Big Show, talking all things Green Bay and NFL. So let's hear what Ross and the guys were talking about earlier this morning. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline is our Odyssey Sports NFL insider and former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker. Ross, hope you had an excellent holiday weekend. Yeah, I hope you guys did as well. It was kind of nice to. Uh, I didn't have to work, which I usually do, and I was just sitting there with my father-in-law, brother-in-law, watching that awesome Packers-Browns game. That was great. Yeah, it was a great game, and and let's kind of get into that game a little bit because the Packers, 
They kind of struggled in the second half there, Ross. What were you kind of seeing from this team? And are you concerned at all the way they've played the last two weeks against a Browns team that had a lot of players coming off of COVID, had Baker Mayfield to hurt, Miles Garrett hurt, and then the week prior against the Ravens, Lamar Jackson not even playing, Calais Campbell not even playing, and, and two teams that they should have taken care of that they really didn't. They let them hang around. Yeah, so I'm a big believer in the NFL that a win is a win is a win. And as long as you get it done and get the W, I don't really care that much about style points. That said, um, I did drop them in my power ranking this week that I do every Tuesday on the Ross Tucker football podcast. I dropped them the number two behind the Chiefs at number one. You know, I think right now the Chiefs are the best team in football. I think the Packers are still certainly right up there, but they have not been as impressive as of late. They have had some issues, whether it's defensively or special teams or even on offense at times. So certainly something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's um, any time to sound the alarms yet. Uh, although if they get swept by the Vikings and lose this weekend, that might be a little bit different. I don't see that happening, though. I think they realize with all the injuries they've had this year and with Rodgers' toe, you know, that getting that by number one seed is just so significant. In my mind, frankly, I think the NFL made it a little bit too significant, uh, but that's that's the rules we're playing under right now. You know, Ross, in weeks past, I would kind of say something or about your power rankings, but today I don't really find fault with it. I think a win's a win's a win, but still I think there are trends as well. And to me, the Packers have shown some sort of things that you don't like. Special teams were very significant there for a minute. Uh, defensively now, they're not playing as well as they did. Although they get they get they get four interceptions and five sacks. You thought they would score more than twenty four points, and then the offense in the second half become non existent. I mean, I I just look at the NFC and I see four or five teams. I think that still can get to the Super Bowl along with the Packers, of course. Yeah, I would agree, Gary. And you know, we're to the point now where I think I tweeted this last week. Um, at Ross Tucker NFL, I guess I'm starting to feel like the Packers' defense and or special teams is going to end up costing them again in the playoffs. And hopefully I'm wrong. I think it'd be awesome to see the Packers in the Super Bowl again for so many different reasons. But I'm starting to feel like uh, we're getting back to that place where the Packers are not playing their best. Now, listen, especially after a bye, if they get it, you never know how they'll come out and play. But it does feel like this time of year, it's whoever's playing their best as they head into the playoffs, or at least playing their best during the playoffs, that ends up winning it. So one way or the other, either these last couple weeks or after the bye, they kind of need to reverse some of these trends. I would agree, and now a lot of Packer fans are probably going to get upset with me, but right now, maybe it was just the Washington football team, but the Dallas Cowboys, I thought, took care of business. I mean, they hung up with about 35 points in just in the first half. Maybe it was just Washington not being a good football team, or is it maybe Dallas offensively is, is trying to come around a little bit? 
Well, it was the first time that Dallas had played really well offensively in a long time. Um, but that's how they played at the start of the year Correct. before Dak got hurt. Mm-hmm. And if they can combine the way Dak was playing earlier in the year with the way their defense has played over the last month or so, they probably are the best team. That doesn't mean they're actually going to win it, but they probably are the best team. I mean, you know, you look at their skill, their line. I mean, they got two good running backs, a good tight end, three good receivers, Dak and quarterback. But then defensively is where they're really impressive. I mean, Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence had taken turns being out of the lineup earlier in the year. Now they have both those guys back. And you combine those two guys, Micah Parsons and, excuse me, Trayvon Diggs, and they really have a bunch of young, athletic, stud difference makers on that side of the ball. They tend to, though, Ross, give up a lot of big plays over the top, the Cowboys. Yeah, I think that they're a little bit more aggressive um, than certain other teams are, you know. That's why, you know, Trayvon Diggs has 11 interceptions, which is great. Mm-hmm. He's also given up a lot of a lot of deep balls as well this year. And so he can't be defensive player of the year with as many times he's been beaten coverage. But they play a lot of man-to-man. They play up and they press. And so you either go to Trayvon Diggs, where he's kind of in feast or famine, and Anthony Brown has gotten beat sometimes as well. So, yeah, I think that's fair. I think they are betting – on their pass rush to get there before you can beat them deep. Talking with Ross Tucker, Odyssey Sports NFL insider, former NFL offensive lineman here on the Wendy's Big Show. Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson with you. And I saw your tweet earlier today, Ross, about Andy Reid for coach of the year, Brian Flores for coach of the year. And I know Matt LaFleur should probably be in that conversation as well. But as we're talking about the Cowboys, we're saying these things, the defense getting so much better that they're kind of pulling themselves out of this slump and a team that was poor last year now playing really well with Dak Prescott healthy again. Should Mike McCarthy maybe be in that conversation too? Well, that's tough for me. Um, (laughs) He never gets the credit. He never gets credit. Never. Now, you know what? You're right. He doesn't. Honestly, when I watch him, you know, the tough thing for McCarthy is when the offense does well, it's like Kellen Moore gets the credit. Now yep. that the defense is doing so well, Dan Quinn's getting the credit. McCarthy, it feels like he's just like a figurehead or something. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like he's the guy that gets talked about ever. It, you know, it's like the defense is Quinn, the offense is Kellen Moore. It's like Mike McCarthy's just on the along for the ride. Well, and it felt like that here in Green Bay because it was all about Aaron Rodgers and not, I mean, I think, and that's the rub we get with Matt LaFleur right now is that it's all about Aaron Rodgers and and not Matt LaFleur. Yeah. No, I I think you're right. Um, I I think it's really tough for a, a team to have both the MVP and the coach of the year. It's just not going to happen. So it almost feels like Packer Nation has to decide who they want to throw their support behind. Aaron for MVP again or LaFleur for Coach of the Year? When you now take a look at the landscape of the AFC and you already talked about Kansas City, now they're out there. At first, 
we thought that maybe the Patriots are going to make a run. Now we see some of their flaws. Is it is it really Kansas City's to lose to get the AFC Championship game? It certainly feels that way, yeah. I mean, I, I think they're clearly the best team in the AFC right now. And that doesn't mean the Buffalo Bills couldn't give them a run for their money because I think that they could. Uh, but I, I do think, unlike the NFC, where there's a bunch of double-digit win teams that are impressive. The AFC right now, I mean, the way the Chiefs are playing both sides of the ball, I don't really see anybody knocking them off. It's going to have to take Josh Allen being uh, a Superman like he was in New England on Sunday. Ross, I want to bring it back to the Green Bay Packers here. Talk about Razul Douglas and the addition that he has been to this Packers defense, making some game-changing plays can you remember a bigger midseason addition than Razul Douglas has been for the Packers this season? Well, there's probably been bigger midseason additions, but I would say not. There, there have been none as surprising as Rasul Douglas. I mean, you know, I, I do the Eagles preseason games. I've seen him a lot. He's bounced around so many teams. I mean, to get caught Six by teams. the Texans and yeah. the Raiders and then end up being like a star player for the Packers, that's the part that's most surprising to me. Yeah, you're right, six teams. Ross, where are you going to be at this weekend? What you got going? Uh, you know what? Second week in a row, I don't have any games. Um, this so, guy. Yeah, I'll just do uh, – I'll just do – well, I still have Eagles pregame the last two weeks. Okay. But then starting next week, man, I'll have – the FCS championship game and probably the Sunday night game. And then I'll do two playoff games the weekend after that. So I'm kind of enjoying these two down weeks. Well, as well as you should. You can catch him every single week on the Wendy's Big Show. Also on his podcast, the Ross Tucker podcast, any day of the week. And our Odyssey Sports NFL insider, Ross Tucker. Ross, thanks for a couple minutes. Have a happy new year. Likewise. See you guys. That was Ross Tucker earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show with host Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler. Adam Roberts filling in and keeping the seat warm for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer on Sparky's Midday Madness. When we come back, we'll hear from Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Joins the Big Show every Tuesday and Thursday. And we'll hear what he has to say about all things Green Bay and NFL Week 17 when we come back on Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM The Fan. It is a Tuesday edition of Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM The Fan. As you can tell by this uh, illustrious voice I carry, no Steve Sparky Pfeiffer in the seat today. My name's Adam Roberts, the newest edition of the 1250 AM The Fan family. Good to have you with us on a snowy Tuesday afternoon in southeastern Wisconsin, the real first big snow of the 2021-22 winter. Hope you're ready in case we have to move our cars around, especially if you're in the streets of Milwaukee. It's my first time living in the area, so I got to get used to the old snow emergency text that I still have not yet gotten, so fingers crossed it remains the same. As we continue on the Midday Madness Tuesday edition, we're going to move on now to our next big clip of the day from the Wendy's Big Show earlier today where our own Dan Plunker was filling in for Sparky along with Gary and Leroy. And they talked with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, continuing our conversation with all things Packers as we get ready for Week 17, possible revenge game for Green Bay as they take on Minnesota, plus a recap again of Saturday's big win 24-22 over the Browns. Let's hear what the guys had to say with Ryan Wood from the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Let's get right into some of the COVID issues 
going on in Green Bay? Any update on potentially doing those virtual meetings? I know Matt LaFleur said it was a possibility, but have you heard that they're actually doing it? No, we haven't had a chance to talk with Matt LaFleur since yesterday. Tuesdays are their off day. So uh, we'll obviously be checking in on that tomorrow. Uh, But it's 10 players in the past week that have been put on the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, Yesterday was... Uh, ben Braden, Amari Rogers, typically in Ty Summers. So no starters, although Amari Rogers is the return guy. I don't know who's returning kicks without him, and that, that's going to be very interesting. Um, no starters there, uh, but still, I mean, it, it's the, the 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 biggest concern is not who was placed on COVID nineteen reserve list yesterday. It's potentially what's next, right? I mean, what wh- what's the next shoe to drop? Because it's very clear that this virus is spreading throughout the Packers locker room right now. And that's why Matt LaFleur is, is discussing alternative methods of, of being able to prevent the spread. So, um, you know, it's it, it, throughout this whole week, it's going to be very interesting to see if there's another shooter drop. Um, Plucker, can you give uh, Woody the question that we started off with today? Sure. See if he's got a great answer for so, it. So, Ryan, we were talking uh, in the last hour of the show because the Packers 12-3 and three this year, MVP type of quarterback, a defense that's middle of the pack as we're set their 13th in, in points against, uh, and they were 15th last year. And last two years, you know, 13-3 and three, NFC Championship game, but losses. And But this year, it feels like the narrative around the team has been much different. The team being... Uh, you know, called the best team in the NFL, potential Super Bowl winner. And by some fans, even they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. They're that confident, but they're still not winning pretty. And it seems like a very similar team. So what's giving you the hope that this season won't end up like the last two? I don't know that I feel all that differently right now than I did the last two years. I predicted the Packers to go to the Super Bowl last year. The week of the NFC Championship game on this show, that was my prediction. I thought they were going to, and they, of course, didn't. Um, I think that this is a team that has all the tools to make a Super Bowl run. It's the best. They got the best record, the NFL. That there's, you know, this this is big. They they could be getting a pair of All Pros back. I don't know about Zadarius Smith at this point, but but certainly David Bakhtiari and, and Jaira Alexander have a chance to potentially come back for the playoffs. So you're talking about the best record in the NFL adding two pieces like that at two premium positions they have all the the the, all the the utensils all the tools to make Super Run what we don't know and I go back to immediately after last season when I asked Brian Gutekinds what do you need to take the next step and his answer was basically we got to show up in one of these games because three straight games now they just haven't shown up in the first half. They haven't shown up to play. They didn't show up in Atlanta in 2016. They didn't show up in San Francisco in 2019. And eight, down 18 points early in the third quarter. They didn't show up last year either. They've got, a, they've got a, all, all, everything you need to make a Super Bowl run. They've got to actually show up on the big stage. And that's what we don't know if they'll do yet. So, I don't know if you – and I'm. so what was the answer to the question then? I don't. So he said that he's thinking the same way about this oh, team that he has the last two teams. Okay, so Super Bowl, you're saying? Oh, it's it's got a look at I mean, it's got everything you need. You're, you got the best record in the NFL. Yeah. 
uh, going into New Year's Day, you've got everything you need to make a Super Bowl. They're, they're positioned for it. I just, the unknown is whether or not they're going to actually show up for, for, on the big stage, which they haven't done the last three times they've been there. That is a big unknown, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. But I, 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 I agree with you. And I think, because I think the top four or five teams in the NFC, uh, Woody, I think they all have flaws. And but I I think they're all are beatable. I, I don't. I think maybe the Packers may have an advantage with home field advantage. If let's say Arizona is coming here, let's say if the Rams are, com- are coming here, I think. But I'm I'm not so much concerned if Green Bay's got to go to California, got to go to Arizona. Um. But I still think it's for me. I I I think it's open to a certain degree for maybe like the top four or five teams in the NFC that can make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, when you've got this many teams at the top, it's usually because of a lack of a dominant team, right? Yeah. There's there's just there, there's a lot of really, really, really good teams, maybe not a great team. Yeah. Um, I, I, I asked Matt LaFleur yesterday if he views home field advantage any differently this year than he did a year ago knowing what happened a year ago, right? Knowing that it wasn't an automatic bid to the Super Bowl. And he said, no, it's, it's no less important. And, and here's why it's a different season. Like, so, so, you know, right now, who knows with what's going on with COVID-19 in society, right? That's tough. Yep. And all that, who knows, who, who knows what's on the horizon, but right now you're looking at full stadiums. You weren't looking at full stadiums last year. The other thing too, uh, I, I get that Tom Brady is a cold weather quarterback, and and that was a big part of why a, a warm weather team like Tampa Bay was able to come in and, and win an NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. But let's be real about the weather last year; it was not that cold. It was what, like thirty degrees? That's not that cold. This Sunday, it's supposed to be five degrees. You can get some of those cold, that type of cold weather yes. games in, in January. It was it was balmy last year. So if you get a real legitimate, genuine cold, cold game, and you've got a full pack stadium, there, there's you know home field advantage can be even more significant this year than it was last year. So we're looking at the Dallas Cowboys here this past weekend. I don't know if it's about the Washington Football Team is just they were just bad, or is it? Maybe Dallas is back to where they were because I mean before Dak goes down with that calf, they were scoring about forty points a game, and but they've kind of weathered the storm a little bit as they've been struggling. I think uh, right now their defense is playing pretty good and it's kind of carried them. What what do you make of the Cowboys um, this year? My initial thoughts on the Cowboys is that they're just still a little, a little green. They've got, a, got guys that haven't ever been there before. Really talented, and obviously they're they're the, the flavor of the week because of what the, the 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 butt whooping they just put on Washington, right? But this is still a team that on November 25th lost in overtime, but lost at home to the Raiders, right? This this is a team that's that's not. It's not bulletproof. So yeah, I think it goes back. There's, there's not a great team out there. And, you know, say what you want about the Packers squeaking games out at home against the Browns on the road against a, a COVID-19 ravaged Ravens team. But every team, the, the, you know, the, the Bucks at home getting shut out against a very mediocre Saints team. Every team 
has had bad losses at, at the top. Team, teams lay eggs. The only egg that the Packers have have laid this season was way back to the beginning of September. Ever since the opener, uh, they you know they they've lost one game because they didn't have their their starting quarterback, their potential MVP quarterback on the road in Kansas City, and they lost another game by a field goal at the buzzer on the road against a division rival. There's no bad losses. I mean, that, you know, so say what you want about the Packers not blowing teams out or putting teams away. They've won games and they win them. They win them every week, and that that's impressive. Yeah, that's the most important part of the game, right? Talking with Ryan Wood, our Green and Gold Insider from the Green Bay Press Gazette, Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson here on the Big Show Radio Network. I want to talk about a little bit more about those slow starts, though, because it, like you said, it, it has cost them in these NFC Championship games and in playoff games in the past. And and even right now, they're one of the worst teams in the league in the first quarter in terms of scoring offense. How do they get things turned around? What trends have you seen them change that have worked uh, in the second and third quarters and the rest of the game comparatively to the first quarter where they're just struggling? You know, that's a great point. And it it, it doesn't line up well with historically. You know, throw the Atlanta one out. That was a completely different team. Uh, but two straight games now, NFC Championship games with with Matt LaFleur, his team didn't show up in the first half. And, and you know, it, 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 it made a rally against the Bucks, but it was, it was just too much of a hole. So especially on a stage like that. So yeah, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I have a good explanation for you as far as why they, they, they've been so, so poor on script. It's the opposite of 2019. Like, if you remember Matt LaFleur's first season and, and the Packers first season, in this offense, they were really good on the scripted plays, the first 15, right. And then they kind of fell off a cliff. Like they just couldn't sustain good starts. They had really good starts, couldn't sustain it. It's like the opposite. They, they've kind of been kind of like a snowball rolling downhill. Starts really, really slowly, and then it picks up momentum. Um, I, I don't know that I got a good explanation for you, uh, but it's it's something that they, they've got to address. We're going to get into a little bit here uh, on the show. I think Rogers uh, may have made a comment uh, regarding Devontae Adams uh, as, what was the comment? That he was made? the best player he's played with. And, and I don't know if that's, it got kind of weird, but then, you, you know, you've got guys like Julius Peppers, Woodson. I mean, you've got a couple other players that he's played with. Maybe he was just giving Devontae some love. I don't think Aaron Rodgers says something like that if he doesn't mean it. Okay. And, you know, I tweeted in the same, the same during the same game. What Devontae Adams is doing right now is potential Hall of Fame stuff and potential because he he's basically he's kind of through the first nine of his career and he's still got a back nine to play and he's got to be really really productive because it's hard as a receiver to get into the, the camp. He's got to be really really productive in his thirties. It's it's not it's not going to be enough for Devontae Adams to fizzle out at 30, 31 years old, which a lot of even really good receivers do. Right. But if he is able, and and I'll tell you, his game lends itself to being good in his 30s because what's what's the, you know, he's not Megatron. He's not Julio Jones, right? What's the, 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 he's not overwhelming you with just pure, uh, unbelievable physical ability. He's obviously very physically talented and athletic, but it's not like, he's not, a physical freak. Right. The the key to his game is his release package. 
in the, the the way he runs routes, the way he starts routes, the separation he's able to create because of that, it, it's second to none of the NFL has been that way for a very long time. If you're that good of a route runner, you you can age pretty well at, at that position. So he's, he's never he's never relied on just overpowering opponents with, with physical ability. Um, but when you look at the production, he's five double-digit touchdown seasons now in eight years. Uh, he's got eight games of at least 10 catches, 100 yards, and multiple touchdowns in his career, the most in NFL history. Um, he's very likely going to set – uh, his own receptions franchise record for a single season. And he's very likely going to set Jordy Nelson's receiving yards record this season. Um, it, it's, you know, I, I don't know that this season's as as good as last year because he missed two and a half games last year and still made history, but it's going to be more productive because he's going to get 16 games. Uh, it, for you to have the season that he had last year and then have an even more productive season as an encore, that's Hall of Fame stuff. That's that's what no. he's so. I think that's why I think that's why Aaron Rodgers is coming from when he says that. I don't disagree with any of those things that you just said. I guess the biggest question that I have is how does it end for both of those guys, twelve and seventeen, after this year? Yeah, that's that is, crazy. That is man. the biggest question, right? The Packers have to do whatever it takes to keep Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on their team next year, because you can lose a lot of pieces around them. Those two guys are going to win a lot of games. Now, would they be enough on their own to win a Super Bowl? Maybe not, but they they put you in position, right? And and it's a guarantee. Like they stay healthy, you're in position to make a run. Um, whatever it takes to keep both of those guys on the team, which means extensions for both of those guys this off season. That's what this team has to do. There he is, Ryan Wood from the Green Bay Press Gazette, our Green and Gold Insider. Ryan, appreciate a couple minutes. We'll talk Thursday. All right, take care. That was Ryan Wood, as Dan just mentioned, from the Green Bay Press Gazette earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. Right now, it is Sparky's Midday Madness. Without Sparky, Adam Roberts filling in for about the next half hour or so. And when we come back, we will hear from Sparky. You'll get to hear his wonderful voice as he talked with Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards. Badgers and Sun Devils, they play a Vegas Bowl, or at least at the moment they're scheduled to, unless Omicron has something to say about it. That's coming up on Thursday, so we'll hear back from a couple weeks ago when Herm was on the big show talking with the guys about the game coming up later this week. That's all coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan. This is one of the songs I learned when I was starting to play bass for the first time. You'll learn that about me as uh, we go along here. Adam Roberts filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Big bass guitarist. Been doing it for. Oh, I think I started when I was 16, so 12 years I'm playing the bass. I'm 28, so you got to look at that from that perspective. It's a pretty big chunk of my life. I love Queen, though. So does the girlfriend. So very happy to hear that on the bumper tracks that we play for Sparky's Midday Madness as we roll along on a Tuesday show, a snowy Tuesday show at that. It's got us thinking about New Year's Eve, and uh, of course, with that comes bowl games in college football. Badger football, it's pretty crazy to think about because we haven't really talked much Badger football kind of after a college. You know what I always realize after a college football team loses maybe one or two games and you know, they're not going to make the college football playoff. You kind of just stop talking about them. Even like Badger football thinking maybe 10 years ago, not talking about Badger football so much during bowl season would be crazy, but we haven't done much of it because they kind of fell out of contention for the college football playoff early on wasn't looking great, but they were able to rebound. And they do have a not New Year's Eve or New Year's Day bowl game, but still a bowl coming up as long as the Omicron variant doesn't decide that they don't want to see the Vegas Bowl played. It will be this Thursday as Wisconsin takes on Arizona State. They, of course, have a very high-profile head coach out there in Tempe in one Herm Edwards. And Steve, Gary, and Leroy, the guys on the Wendy's Big Show, were able to tab down Herb, Herm, <laughs> Did I say herb? <laughs> I'm thinking about cooking now. Herbs and spices. Herm Edwards, they were able to flag down for a little while a couple of weeks ago, previewing the upcoming Vegas Bowl, be- Vegas Bowl between the two teams. So let's hear what Coach had to say to the guys on the Wendy's Big Show a couple of Fridays ago. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, he is the head coach at Arizona State, Coach Herm Edwards. Coach, thanks for coming on, man. appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for allowing me to come on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I guess first things first, you know, here at uh, in Wisconsin, you know, the Badgers, bowl games, kind of a thing year in and year out because uh, we're uh, spoiled, I guess, by this Badger program uh, <laughs> being in bowl games every year. Not the same uh, in different parts of the country. Talk about how, you know, you've kind of changed the mentality uh, and the mantra around Arizona State since you've been there. Well, we've been fortunate. uh Beside the COVID year, uh, we didn't have a full season. We, we've been fortunate enough to play in some bowl games. And um, we had actually played in Vegas our, our first year that we we came here. And now the bowl has changed a little bit. But um, I think there's excitement. There's excitement um, from from our players and I think our fan base as well. You know, when you, you play a team like Wisconsin, and I always say there's certain teams in the, across the country just growing up uh, you know they have an identity, and uh, Wisconsin happens to be one of those. It's it's kind of interesting. Uh, I can remember when I retired and I became a scout. 
for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Barry Alvarez was the head coach there, and then later on became the AD. Troy Vincent is a, a good friend, obviously, and he played there. So there's been a lot of talented players to come out of this program. Coach uh, Gary Ellison here. Can you talk a little bit about your your team? Uh, listen, Pac-12, Big Ten, although it's not the Rose Bowl, but it's still a, a good matchup for both of these conferences. Well, I think it is, and I think there's a lot of similarities when you look at it. You break us down um, on paper, obviously. It, it, there, there's a lot of similar things uh, that they do well, that we try to do well. Uh, they like running the football. We like running the football, to be quite honest. And uh, I think they, they play a, a steady defense, uh, don't give up a lot of points. Um, they've only given up 16 a game. We've given up about 20 a game. So there's some similarities of how they play. Uh, their structure uh, is similar to ours defensively. Uh, they're a little bit of a three-forward, and, and they go into some nickel stuff as well, but um, you know, do a nice job of, of, of playing defense. Uh, well, Very sound against the run. Don't, they don't allow opponents to run the football. Uh, don't allow a lot of big plays in the passing game. Um, have active group at the linebacker position, real strong up front on both sides of the ball. Offensively, big, powerful offensive line. They got a big-time running back, a couple running backs, to be quite honest, that that really, really run behind their pads. And uh, you got to wrap them up if you're going to tackle them. Yeah, that Braylon Allen for uh, the Badgers, 17 years old, like uh, squatting yeah. like 600 pounds over the summer. That dude's a beast. Uh, what about you yeah. guys at, at running back? I mean, you guys had a really good running back, too, in Rashad White. Uh, but reading today mm. that apparently he's not going to play in the bowl game. Uh, and get ready for the draft. Were you a part of that decision, you and the coaches, or how did that play out? Yeah, and, and, and we've been we've been that way since the beginning. Uh, we had some receivers here that didn't play as well. Um, Nikhil Henry was was a really fantastic player for us. He, he elected not to play. Um, uh, Brandon Ayuk uh, was another receiver here. Both these guys were first round picks. He, he decided not to play with Eno Benjamin. So. Um, this was just part of it. We get it. Uh, there's a couple other guys that will be missing as well uh, that are preparing themselves for the draft, and that's just kind of works anymore. And so we're fine with it, and um, we'll, we'll just have the next guy up. That's the mentality, right? No, it always is, Coach, but your quarterback had a pretty good year, though, as well. He did. Uh, he, he, you know, probably not uh, what he wanted as far as throwing the football. Mm -hmm. um, had a bunch of young receivers in and out of the lineup. That didn't help a whole lot. Uh, and we relied on the running game a little bit as well. And now he did a great job for us uh, running the ball, uh, made a lot of unannounced plays, the ones that you can't coach, you know, just kind of took off and, and made some plays. Um, but he's a very talented player. There's no doubt about that. Talking with Coach Herm Edwards, head coach, uh, of course, of Arizona State, to get ready to take on the Badgers uh, playing out in Las Vegas uh, in the bowl game. Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole transfer portal thing that's that's uh, out there right now? Because you know I'm seeing some coaches saying it's essentially free agency, like it is in the NFL. And I saw Paul Chris do an interview in the Athletic uh, the other day, uh, talking about kind of they're going to redo the recruiting department a little bit, and talking about it, you almost have to have people set up just to focus on the transfer portal now going forward. Well, you do like in pro football, it is free agency. You have a college director and you have a, a pro football director as well in pressure football. Same way now, I think it's, it's you have people that are looking at the high school players and you have to have a second group of people that are looking at the portal. I know myself and as well as um, Antonio Pierce uh, with, with a couple of our scouts, we've been in that room for two weeks now. 
just looking at guys. There's 6,000 guys in the portal. How many? 6,000. 6,000. You're not even exaggerating. That's a real number. No, no, that's a real number. And the sad part about it is is that uh, really now with the portal, that's going to take away some scholarships to high school athletes. Yes. Because it's another way to build your team, especially if you lose some veterans. For us, we're going to lose 21 seniors. So we need some leadership. We need some guys uh, a little older at certain positions. So we really planned our whole uh, scouting premise and how we're going to build our team going forward. Uh, a lot of it's going to be through the portal, to be quite honest. Well, and I think the landscape, though, has changed a lot, too, in that you have a lot of players with the COVID that stayed over. So you may have a lot of fifth or sixth yeah. year guys. And then you look at Wisconsin, I mean, their recruiting class this year is very small for, I believe, about 14 kids because yeah. they just don't have enough scholarship to go around yet. Well, that and I think a lot of kids are waiting, too. And, you know, this portal thing is kind of interesting. Let's just say you don't go to a Power 5 school, right, and you go to some, some school, not a Power 5 school, and you didn't get a lot of offers coming out of high school for, for whatever reason. Maybe you weren't big enough. Mm-hmm. And, you've been, and, and now all of a sudden you become a star at a, at a school that's not a Power 5 school. We see this at, at certain schools. These guys are putting themselves in the portal, saying, you know what? I want to go up to a bigger, to a bigger competition. And so this thing is, I tell you what, it's really going to affect the landscape of college football and how you recruit. Coach, and then that brings up another point then, I guess. What does that mean then for the JUCO programs? Because that used to be how you would go fill roster spots if you wanted, like you said, a, a more uh, uh, aged yeah. uh, player to come in and fill a role. Well, there's still some JUCOs available, and, and we've dabbled in that as well. Uh, we're going to get a couple of Juco guys. <laughs> so I just think uh, you have to be realistic now when you recruit. And I think you have to know uh, what you're looking for. And all of a sudden uh, it's like going in the restaurant. You know, there's a lot of different choices on the menu, uh, how you go about acquiring players. Coach, how do you guys uh, see or uh, value the bowl game? I know Paul Chris really talks about that. Some of his younger guys can get another month worth uh, practicing mm. and try to develop. Do you guys see it as the same way? Absolutely. I think all coaches do. You get those extra practices with some young guys, and and that always helps your program, especially uh, young freshmen that have come in, maybe not have played a lot, or a guy that's been developing. Um, you get some extra uh, practice days with him, uh, and that always helps. You know, now, now the kids don't want to practice that much, <laughs> but the coaches love practicing. You know, coaches love going on the practice on the grass and practice, so I just think uh, for a lot of guys, it's, it's another opportunity uh, before spring ball starts. Well, these kids got to ease. They don't know what practice is anymore. I mean, I mean, back in the day in 1981, 1979, they they practice anytime we when they say practice, we practice. Right now, you got to follow all these rules and regulations. Come on, coach. <laughs> well, it's to protect. It's to, and remember the student athlete. It's to protect the student athlete. <laughs> uh, but the game has changed. There's there's no doubt about it. And you know, and, and these kids are. When you watch them now coming out of high school, the things that they do now, they're, they were more advanced than when we were as far as the training and all the things. And it, it's still about this. It's still loving football. Because right. when you love football, you, you, you practice as part of it. You know, practice is your preparation. I've always said this, you know, the game is easy. That's the easy part. When you smell the popcorn, you see mm-hmm. the people in the stands are filled. It's them lonely practices when no one's out there and it's cold, you know, and it's, 
you're not feeling good, nobody's there. That's how you make your hate. That's how you build your football team. Coach, how do you feel about the success that your team had this year? Do you think you guys right where you're supposed to be or you should have won a couple more? Well, you always look back at your at your schedule and say, hey, there's a couple got away from us. And there's, you know, one or two uh, that probably got away from us. And Wisconsin's probably saying the same thing. I yes. mean, I, I look at how they've played and some of the games they lost and how they won. You know, it's it's interesting. They lose their opener against Penn State. It's, it's, it's 16, you know, to 10. I mean, mm-hmm. that's probably one. If you make a couple plays here or there, you know, and or if you turn the ball over too many times, which we did in a couple games, the score gets away from you. But, um there's always a couple you wish you could get back, but that's that's ball. You know how that goes. He is Herm Edwards, the head coach at Arizona State University. You'll see his team taking on the Wisconsin Badgers and Paul Chris uh, out in Las Vegas in the bowl game. Coach, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Thank you much. Mm-hmm. You betcha. Take care. There he was, head coach Herm Edwards from Arizona State football as Wisconsin and the Sun Devils getting ready for a Vegas Bowl that as of right now is still scheduled to be played coming up on Thursday. We already today had another bowl game get axed, UCLA-NC State. The Holiday Bowl has been canceled for COVID reasons. I guess the UCLA defensive line is absolutely decimated by COVID cases right now, so clearly they don't have enough players to go. There's another bowl that's getting canceled so far. And, you know, Twitter has been basically the Twitter here at the station is basically all Packers, maybe a smattering of Bucks, no Brewers, no Badgers at all talk right now whatsoever. But as far as I've been able to see, no real COVID concerns as of yet. You did hear uh, from Coach Herm that their running back uh, Rashad White is not, I believe, going to be playing in this bowl game, although it looks like Braylon Allen will go for Wisconsin. That should help out their cause as they are six-point favorites at this moment. Uh, just reading an article that was written on them by Tom Fernelli over at CBS Sports. He's uh, quite a good writer for that publication, and he has a great tagline for this bowl that I really like. Think of this like the Rose Bowl if, quote, it was played in Vegas with teams that didn't win their conferences. That's a pretty good summary of Big Ten, Pac-12, runners-up, or not runners-up, but second, third placers, whatever it is, going up in Sin City and hopefully making for a pretty good game. The over-under at 42, and uh, just six-point favorites are Wisconsin, uh, despite the fact that Rashad White is not expected to play for Arizona State. Adam Roberts filling in today on Sparky's Midday Madness. When we come back, we're efforting Tim Allen to join us as he gets ready to fill in for Rami on the Rami Show from 3 to six today. It is a Kim and Lavoy Judgment Day. We'll have all of that for you coming up here on 1250 AM. The fan also a heads up and a reminder for you as I scroll through all of these fantastic reads I'm supposed to get to. Again, first show I've actually hosted on 1250 AM. The fan. It's only an hour long, and I think that's probably pretty good to give the new guy just one hour to himself on the station. But I do want to remind you that the college football preview you have been waiting for is now here, courtesy of BetQL and the Locked On Podcast Network. You can listen to the ultimate college football preview 2021 for breakdowns of every game from the Sugar Bowl all the way through to the national championship game, including the latest betting trends, future NFL prospects, and Local insights for every team. The college football preview you need is here. Download it today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Also, make sure to listen for a special preview of the Fiesta Bowl featuring the Brian Kelly lists Notre Dame Fighting Irish and Oklahoma State. That is available today from BetQL and the Locked On Podcast Network. More of Sparky's Midday Madness on the way next here on 1250 AM The Fan. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM The Fan. Adam Roberts filling in for Steve today. He is out. Been doing all right. It's been mostly a clip show today, but I don't mind that at all. We've got some great ones to work with. You heard Herm Edwards in the last segment, Ryan Wood from the Green Bay Press Gazette, and Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider, joining us the last two of them today on the Wendy's Big Show. And Herm, of course, appearing a couple of weeks ago on the Big Show as Wisconsin gets ready to play Arizona State. That game coming up in two days as long again as Omicron doesn't have anything to say about it. And joining me right now, the today host, anyway, of the Rami Show, Tim Allen's here. What's going on, Tim? What's going on? What's happening, Adam? You're, you're just just a good maiden voyage for you. It that, is. That's good. No, I'm feeling pretty good. And, uh, of course, now I get to work alongside one of the great brewer voices we have at 1250 AM. The fan. I know I've mentioned a couple of times, we haven't talked a whole lot, but I've mentioned a couple of times I am excited to work with you on all things brewers because I know from speaking with others that you have a lot to say about Milwaukee's baseball team. Well, it's the uh, 2022 championship season coming up. Assuming they play the 2022 season. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's part of news and notes coming up in just a couple of minutes, this this whole lockout thing. And, you know, we're hoping that uh, they at least get together and talk. That's been my big beef about this thing, is that th- there has to be some communication. And, and you know... I, you know, I don't want to say, make it sound uh, trite and, and uh, too simplistic, but really when it comes down to it, guys, you can't make progress unless you're communicating. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to browbeat anybody. I don't want to, you know, pull, um, you know, age, rank, and wisdom on anybody. I'm, I'm just telling you what it is uh, from, from, from my mind and from my heart in any, in any situation. Whether it's political, whether it's business, whether it's professional sports, you can't find a solution unless you're communicating. And when I got to read here, Adam, that these guys have gotten together not one time since mm. December 16th. It's frustrating. What's the, what's, what's the date today? Today I mean, I, uh, is the 28th of December. It's the 28th. So 12 days have gone by. Now, granted, the holidays have been in there. There's a uh, New Year's holiday coming up. Um, so, I mean, you incorporate that in there, but you can't tell me that there shouldn't be any communication to get this thing done. Deadlines can be, I understand this in the negotiation world as well, that deadlines can be a motivational factor, uh, because you get your back pressed to the wall. I'll promise you this. Once the owners stop getting gate revenue, once the players stop getting game checks, oh, there'll be a change. Money has a funny way of solving problems, not just in sports, but pretty much in anything. You throw a few dollars at things. Yeah. Change definitely comes faster than just regular old conversation. He's I'm excited Tim- about it, though. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about any brewer season coming up. And here we are almost ready to flip the calendar over to 22. And, and that brings upon new hope and you know, positivity and optimism and all that. And I'm, I'm all for that. And, uh, yeah, there'll be plenty, plenty of Brewers conversation 
in 22 for sure. Yeah, I'm excited just to actually live now close enough where if it's a random Wednesday and I'm not working, I can actually go and hopefully be able to drive to some of these games. Living in the cross, it's kind of difficult to rationalize a three and a half hour car ride for a Wednesday afternoon game. He's Tim Allen. I'm Adam Roberts wrapping up this edition of Sparky's Midday Madness. Thank you for hanging out this afternoon. Tim and I are going to be hanging out, though, for the next three hours here on The Fan as we begin the Rami Show. It is a Kim and Lavoie Judgment Day. We'll have that and some conversations about how much you, the listener, actually watch NFL football outside of the Green Bay Packers. We'll also talk some expanded playoffs. And, of course, the 5 o'clock hour, it is up to you to pick a lane. That's all coming up next on The Rami Show here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.